I'm Dr. Gene Hampson. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, March 14, 2020. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed in the dollar... ...is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon, here with Casey Smith and Michael Griffin. Guys, Troy. there's a storm a-brewing. Yeah, it is. Yes, there is, Troy. It's blood yeah. in the streets. Hey, man, it, it, it's gotten ugly this week, right? It is. I have not seen this amount of ugliness in quite some time. Right. And you look in the mirror every morning. Exactly, and that yeah. I put that one on a T for you, didn't I? You did. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate hey, it. This is this is ugly to no eight. I mean, just because of the the, the huge swings. Yeah, yeah the speed. Yeah. I mean, we, this is the fastest we've ever been to a right. to, to a bear market, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's let's take score real quick. Um, obviously, the volatility is so crazy. I hesitate to put these numbers out. We don't uh, obviously broadcast this show immediately when we record it uh, as of Thursday afternoon markets down 21.72% year to date we have seen it down about 24% from the the high um which was February 19th so uh things are going crazy uh if your money's in utilities you're doing better than everybody else but you're just going to be the last person to zero <laughs> so it feels <laughs> Uh, energy is ugly, and we'll talk about that in a second. Energy down 50% year-to-date. 33.7% in the last five days. Yeah, in five days. Yeah. So, uh, you know, utilities down 15.27. Consumer staples down 15.87. Healthcare down 16. Tech is still holding up despite its huge uh, gains in, in recent uh months and even years, you could say, uh, and technology looking more expensive than everything else. It's still holding up pretty well. Uh, real estate is down 16.67. And like I say, you get down the two leading laggards, um, if you, if that's even a, a leading laggard. That's like being the shortest. Wait, never mind. Yeah, right. The ugly, <laughs> you're the best looking horse. No, that's the worst looking horse in the glue factory, right? Yeah. yeah. Best Something looking like horse in the glue factory right now is utilities, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, financials down 32.5%, energy down 50% in just the last few days. As you said, KC, five days down 35%, but those are year-to-date numbers, right? Right. So um, uh, what in the world is going on with energy? Well, Friday, there's a story to tell there, right? Yeah. Not only do we have a coronavirus going on, but... Right. This is the overlay, right? A, a global pandemic has now been officially declared. Yeah. However, the the Saudis and the Russians are bickering over the price of a barrel of oil Yeah. in the middle of all this. Well... Perfect uh, timing. Exactly. Well, last week, Friday, Saudi Arabia wanted to um, reduce 
the production of, of oil in their country. And Saudi Arabia pretty much rules the globe in this. So uh, they, they encouraged all of OPEC, who agreed with them, that they would reduce oil. Russia, who is one of those bolt-ons that's not really in OPEC, decided that, uh, oh, no, wait a minute, I'm not cutting anything. So Saudi, what seemed in a rage... Uh, decided, oh, you're not cutting? Watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Yeah, it's exactly. one of those moments. So what did they do? Uh, by Monday morning, we saw oil down 20%. Yep. 20%. Driving the market 7% lower in one day with it. And we thought that was bad. Right. Uh, well, well, it was, Casey. <laughs> we it thought, was. We thought it was bad. It it's was all relative, though. It's all well, relative. Isn't the, everything in the world relative? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> even the ugliness we were talking about before, because while you look in the mirror every morning, so do I. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, as we see prices fall in oil, it took the rest of the market with it, but Honestly, let's think about that. Does it necessarily make sense? We've seen in 2014 the Saudi Arabians decided they would find the low spot where uh, the price of oil would stop producers in western North Dakota from pumping more oil or at least providing new um, wells. Right. So production gets slowed at around 27 bucks a barrel, I guess. Uh, or so it seemed. So we got down at that time to in the $13 range, I believe, uh, on a barrel of oil, which was ridiculous. In fact, it cost Saudi Arabia to to swagger a little bit and almost fall themselves. They right. they, they had uh, issues paying workers that were were out of country. I mean, there there was a lot of craziness that went on around that. So um, now Russia is saying. I don't want to play your silly game. I uh, don't care if, if uh, there is a significant decline in the price. We'll fill up every bucket in Russia with oil uh, if it doesn't sell, I guess. I mean, this is this is kind of a crazy thing to be considering. But well, Russia will blink at some point. Well, I believe so, too. Um, but right. in the meantime, here we are dealing with it. Um, next day, we saw a little bit of a relief rally. Um, oil bounced back. About 8%. Part of that was on, you know, the the uh, political talk in the U.S. Um, but it, it really and it caused it caused stocks to to rally a little as well. What did we see? 5% rally on the day, and then I think it sold off a bit right at close. We wound up up, you know, the market higher, a bit less than 4% on Tuesday. That was Tuesday, yeah. And then, um, you know, here we have Wednesday sell off, Thursday sell-off this is this is more than a sell-off this is could you call this a crash i mean is this a market crash i mean we're down like i said 24 percent. that's ugly in in a few days span but think about what we lose in uh i think it was 37 percent in a day back in 1987 october wasn't it, wasn't it like 22 percent might have been but in in just a short still, few in, days in a it day. was like 37 yeah. but 22 in a day that's still got to be yeah, that's the record. Yeah, that's 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 big one stuff. that I don't want to challenge. Oh no, I, no, 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 anybody who's invested in in financial assets doesn't want to challenge those. Well, things. don't you think the sell-off is kind of getting ridiculous at this point? I mean, if you look at what was do you you probably don't know this off the top of your head. I should have prepped you before I asked you this question, but right, go for it. The, the, like the earnings on the S and P sure for twenty nineteen. 
Mm-hmm. What do you know? What that number was? Yes. It was like one sixty something or one. Uh, you mean as per far as share growth? or per per share? Well, I'll tell you what the PE was coming in the okay, 2020. Does that work? That works. We were at about 22.46. Okay. It was about a 42% premium from the 16.5 PE. That is our long-term PE today. 16.7. All right, which is right about in line with our long-term long-term average. average. Right? So what we've lost this 20 some percent year to date is getting us back down to what is now somewhat reasonable. Normal. So that would assume that with zero earnings growth, we're in line with the average. That was trailing earnings, that right? That was trailing earnings. So now, the the point that I've made multiple times is we had, um, I mean, a lot of folks would rather look at the forward PE, which is current prices divided by expected earnings, which is like over the next 12 months. Right. So when you look at that number, we look cheap right now which what is that telling you it's probably telling you that we might see estimates come down yeah and reality well, I mean, come it, down. but even if you think like where a recession at what point is a recession priced in like how much do earnings drop in a normal recession like 15 20 percent well negative really i mean you you can see them drop in that in that range to be honest we i'm not as well versed in earnings i you know the as far as the declines, I can tell you what market declines are. Right. Uh, you know, the last two have been on order of 50%. The last one was a little more than that, and the previous was around 48 or 9. Uh, so we had 52% in 2007 and 8, uh, right at that in uh, 2000 through 2003, yeah. the tech bubble. Um, the thing is different this time. You know, and and any time, I always tell people, anybody that tells you it's different this time is a fool. (laughs) So here I go. Um, (laughs) The one thing I will say is we did see an inversion of the yield curve in late summer of 2019. Brought my my That uh, thing is is a uh, ridiculous ridiculously good predictor of a recession. It seems to be pretty good. But, you know, you say recession. We still are not officially in a recession, but... The the other thing that I've been watching very closely has been valuation. Mm-hmm. And I look at valuation, not necessarily by P.E., but the inverse of the P.E., so earnings divided by price, and then I subtract uh, inflation. So I get real earnings yield. Yep. And any time it's below around 2%, you start worrying. Yep. It was below 2% at the end of 2019. I was worried. Um but the consumer has not been to pat so you strong. on the back, but you did say so at our state of the market in January. Well, that, that is true. The yep. the market was expensive. Earnings didn't grow as much as we would have liked. Yeah. At some point, that's not sustainable. Well, and absolutely. It's it's not a good situation when prices go up thirty one and a half percent and earnings on the S and P are up point six one percent in two thousand nineteen. That's exactly what we had. Guys, let's take a real quick break. Don't touch that dial. And if you do, use some hand sanitizer. We'll be right back with Money Talks. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 running, running. You This is the dog. The dog of the week. 
Dog of the Week this week. It'd be hard to single anything out, uh, especially specific company news uh, being what it is in the market overall. Let's call that the dog. But what kind of world do we live in when arcades are putting in their claw machines toilet paper and hand sanitizer? Oh, that's hilarious. That is awesome. That is really and funny. alcohol wipes. This is a story oh, that from claw the UK. Machine? This is a claw machine. <laughs> yeah. It's in the UK. You can't get there from here. But Substitute the alcohol wipes with just alcohol. And where, do, where do you sign me up? <laughs> well, I, I w- you know, as I read that, I've heard some people pontificating that we're all going to be quarantined and that there's going to be a baby boom. So oh, yeah. instead of just hand sanitizers and all this other stuff, I, I mean, why not some uh, family... Family, items. yeah. Let's call family them planning. Yes, family planning products <laughs> as well. Sure. Now, I mean, it, we want to encourage this baby boom, though. Those people are going to pay my social security. Well, that's true. So, uh, that's millennials, millennials are going to pay mine. So I'm, I, you know, I'm off the hook. If you, if you want somebody to cover yours, yeah, cheer. We on need to have a baby. baby. Let's go. Yeah. Y'all get to work. Yeah. <laughs> He says, yeah, I don't know. I, I, wonder, I wonder if it backfired. Would the divorce rate increase because you were locked in the house with your spouse? That is true as well. My, I, wife, my wife and I were talking about it. I those mean, are I not mutually exclusive. I don't, I, don't know if I, want, I don't know if I want to spend 14 days at you're home right. with her. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's a long time. You're right. There still could be a baby boom and an increase, and an increase in divorce. divorce rate. Yeah. yeah I mean, you already have two kids. I, luckily, would just be at home with my yeah. wife. At least I can get some work done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> People say working from home, but I don't know how much work will get done if I'm at home, if my kids are out of school as well. Well, see, that's that's part of the problem, too. It's it's difficult for me to focus when I'm in my house. There's so many other things that I can actually look around and say, you yeah. know what, that needs to be done yeah. right now. I've been meaning to clean out all my air ducts. Yeah. You know, whatever. The one thing that I do is I find that I spend more of my time focused, you know, between 8 and 5 or 8.30 and 5. But as soon as 5 hits, I have to get some sanity. I have to go do something else. We've been locked up on a few occasions with a snow Snow day or whatever. And, um, you know, it's it's fun to hang out with the fam. But uh, it it gets somewhat monotonous. And the snow melts with this. We're we're not really sure when this is going to end. That's true. Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, we are starting to see some, uh, lots of closures from uh, coronavirus, a lot of things that are that are being impacted outside I mean, of these claw machines. Right. I um, mean, the, the NBA canceled the rest of their season. Major League Soccer canceled the rest well of their they, season. They postponed. postponed. I think in both, both cases. They're not well, canceled. But sorry. they have put them off a little ways. Can we they talk have about canceled the, the NCAA tournament, not the March Madness tournament, but the like the, the Big Ten tournament, SEC oh, did tournament, they those, those, are, those are canceled, I thought they I used those to, to feed into March Madness. They normally do, but they're going to have to do it. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Yeah. So much news going around, it's hard to follow. Can't that keep up. That is true. That is true. Well, I do know that they were supposed to have the southeastern version of that tournament at at uh, Mercedes-Benz here in Atlanta, and uh, they're well, the talking Final about Four is supposed to be in Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, but they're going to move whatever they were going to have there because there will be no uh, fans, fans no yeah. matter what. So they're going to move that to another location. I guess it's more conducive to smaller, no fans. A smaller location? Yes, put it in a high school gym. Yeah. It'd be, why not? 
Uh, you, you probably could, but I mean, there's school closings around as well. My kids' yeah, uh, true. school notified us today that we closed. It's not a public school, so you know it's not that that big a deal. But they've got it figured out so that they can teach them remotely. I'm wondering what happens with bandwidth. I wonder if in my house there's going to be enough. You know, we got cable internet, but yeah. will there be enough? Oh, that's a good question. To watch videos of their school while I work and my wife works from home. That, that could be a problem. Could be. It definitely could be. Yeah. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Guys, uh, we are here to talk about financial situation while uh, coronavirus has turned into one. Uh, let's not forget there's uh, there's lives at stake and, you know, worrying about your money in a time like this does seem a bit crass, but at the same time, it, it's going to be impactful no matter what. So, uh, we've got a situation we'd like to talk about. Brian, who's 28, reached, uh, you know, the age. He told himself that, uh, you know, he he would be an adult at the age of 28. I'm still waiting for that, and I'm a good bit older than that already. <laughs> um, but it also means that he's going to be starting to invest in his 401K, maybe start an IRA, really get to paying some attention to the money, saving for the future, especially retirement. Um, so he signed up for the 401k and contributing up to the employer match. Um, but still, um, in the default investment option, which there, there are various of those. So we can talk about that in a second, but, uh, says, I don't even know if this was a good first step. Well, I'd say yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, I that's always a good, a good step. step. You know, start saving money. If, if your employer matches your 401k at all, you should contribute up to the maximum amount to get the match. Um, right, just because to, that's all like that's free, free money. money. Right. I mean, even even if the market's dropping, you know, thirty percent, you're still getting you're getting free money from your employer. Well, that's so when you want to be investing as well. I no mean, question. You know, if he started doing this, you know, right now, yeah. the market. I hope he uh, didn't do it like the end of January. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, well, well, he's still, that he's could still, be discouraging. Well, he's, he's still he's making still he's still making honestly. contributions and. And and the you know and he's the dollar cost averaging yeah because yeah. every every time he gets paid he'll put more yeah the uh, money in, goes into the account. into that and because he's young the default option is going to be mostly growth there right. will be some fixed as, aspect to the default option it depends on what the default date. option is Typically it, it could a be a target fund. date fund yeah. yeah these days it is it used to be a stable value fund yeah, like which cash means, yeah like cash which so it, at this point wouldn't be a terrible thing to have either wouldn't but uh long term long term you, you want to make sure that your investment grows yeah so um you know the, the thing that you have to realize about a 401k which is the great you know it's a great spot to start uh, and it's what most people do. You know, they start investing by putting money in their 401k. When you get a little more, you know, you might start diversifying the way that you save. Um, the 401k is going to be, for the most part, it's going to be mutual funds. Generally speaking, yeah. You might have some other options, but most of the time there's a lineup of funds that you can select from. Yeah. and. Um, you know, that kind of helps because you're, you're limited in your options, so it's not overwhelming to go out and pick, you know, a handful of, of right. options or, or use a target date. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with the target date fund. Uh, in fact, those are set up so that you, uh, you know, they become more conservative as you approach retirement typically. And so right. um, it's kind of a set it and forget it investment option. Um, it's not something we would necessarily recommend if you're having somebody helping you with your money, a professional investment manager, or if you kind of know what you're doing a little bit, 
um, because it's probably going to be more conservative than you actually need. I mean, Brian says he's 28. You know, he's not going to be able to touch that 401k money without penalty for 59, 50, right? Yeah, 20, 59 and a half. So 20, one more year. Yeah. Did I get that? 30, right? no, 30, 30 more years. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. he's yeah. got a, quite a while until he can even touch it. So it probably should be relatively aggressively invested mm-hmm. for the growth. No doubt. Um, so, you know, going from the default option, figuring out what your default option is. You say default option. If it is, you know, a, a, a target date fund, basically it's going to go to very conservative by the time you turn 65, and that's usually the way that these do. They'll give you a date of retirement, and if you match that date relatively closely, they're usually in increments of five. So, um, you know, at 28, you're talking about 31. So what are we, it's going to be a 2050 target date fund, probably, um, or maybe bigger than that, 2055, I would imagine, something around in there. Um, so, uh, you know, in 35 years when you retire, uh, the money will be uh, in more in, as Casey explained, fixed income than it is in, in mm-hmm. uh, stocks. Um but if there is a stock-only fund, large cap, mid cap, small cap, uh, international, there's there's usually those sorts of options in a 401k plan as well. And there are almost always going to be some passive investments like indexes, as well as you know some some active funds. Yeah, I mean the other thing that that he needs to consider is because you know he's wondering about first steps. After you've hit that 401k match, I mean, the next thing probably, if not even before the 401k, would be to make sure you've got enough set aside in kind of an emergency reserve account, like a savings account, just enough to cover, yeah, I don't know if he's single or married or whatnot, but um, if three to six months worth of, of living expenses, essentially, mm-hmm. um, probably on the, you know, if he was, if he's single, he can probably get away with doing um, a little bit, a little bit less um but out toward the lower end of that spectrum, maybe at least three months, but not necessarily all the way up to six. Um, you know, so just keeping that aside, knowing that you've got some cash available uh, if you were to lose your job or, or have a, a short-term need, make sure you've got some money set aside for that. Yeah, you don't want to have to pull it out of the 401K that you just put in there at, at a... Yeah, penalty or you know a loan. Yeah, absolutely. The 401k, you, you want to have some cash set aside to take mm-hmm. care of that. No question. All right. Well, uh, we've got a few more questions we probably ought to answer concerning this. But uh, when uh, we come back, we'll do that, and then we'll talk some more about what's going on in the financial markets. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Michael Griffin. Um, If you've been listening to us, uh, we've been talking about uh, the financial markets and also a little bit about a situation, how to get started investing, uh, maybe a grown-up financial life, um, which is uh, what Casey is all about. And Michael. And me, I'm about a life. (laughs) 
Grown up? Sometimes. Yeah. Not so much. Don't, don't lump me into this category. No, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, I don't know. I, well, maybe earlier I did mean to offend you, calling you ugly and stuff on the radio. But you it, I mean, it wasn't. I didn't go right at it. It was kind of a backhanded. It was, it was good. You know, I could take it. All right. Okay. It's a good thing we're on the radio. Yeah, nobody, nobody, can, why do you nobody think, can tell. Why do you think I'm on the radio? You can go to Hensler.com <laughs> and find out just what all of us ugly folks look like. That's right. That's right. Uh, he said ugly folks. Just I was talking about FYI. me. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our question hotline. If you would like to have your question submitted to us so that we can answer it on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can call 1-855-429-9166. Uh, the way it works, you call in, listen to our recording, uh, leave your own, including your question, right behind that after the beep, I'm sure. Um, and the folks in uh, marketing at Hensler Financial will get that question to us. Uh, we play it on the air and answer right behind it. Um, if you want to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll get us uh, the question you have. And we'll answer that on the air as well. Um, if you prefer not to call us at all, you can email at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, you can tell us what you got um, as far as a question. We'll answer it on the air as well. If you would rather, just do your own homework. We do have lots of information loaded on our website at Hensler.com, spelled again, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, guys, when we were last talking, um, kicking around this notion that uh, Brian, who's turned 28 and decided he's an adult now, I don't know why he went so early, but I mean, hey. if you want to, however you want to do Some it. Some people mature faster than others. I guess. Well, I'll let you know you. when I hit that mark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um so we were talking about it. We we've more or less covered. He said he's he's gotten his 401k started, but he's in the default option. We talked a little about that. Michael, you want to make a point about the 401k, a very yeah. important point, right? He needs to make sure he lists his beneficiaries properly and if he's not married now and then does get married, he needs to change those. Right. Um, and and for any of you who are out there listening who have a 401k who might have gotten a divorce, who might have gotten married recently instead of having all your money going to mom, dad, whomever, you might want to check that beneficiary. Or, you know, on. if you just have somebody that you listed as a beneficiary that happened to have passed away, you That's know, such true. as a yeah, parent or happens. something, you know, if you have that listed, you, you right. want to make sure that you keep those up to date. Right. I mean, not trying to be morbid or anything. But right. Well, probably one of the more uncomfortable is if you have an ex-wife that's on there and you've moved on and yeah, you're no you longer know, don't, affiliated. Don't want the ex to get the uh, the, the all the assets. Yeah, no, uh, well, not at all. If, if that was not your intent, um, so you know everything uh, being what it is, uh, make sure that the beneficiary is covered on your 401k. And if you don't have a beneficiary, my name is spelled K A R L. Smith. <laughs> Carl Smith. So uh, that's what's on mine. You think my mo my wife minds? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I'm sure. Sure, it's fine. Uh, it'll be just fine. So Casey, you also mentioned an emergency reserve. Yep, absolutely. These are kind of the fundamentals when you're just getting started. You know, 401k, emergency reserve. The other thing we didn't mention, insurance. Um, you know, again, important, especially if you have a family, if you're married, if you have children. Uh, Want to make sure that you're 
earning power is protected in the case that you you know have an untimely death or are disabled. And we don't uh, we, we prefer time. not whole life, right? No, we would we would generally recommend term, you know, unless there's some other reason to have whole life, which there could be. But you know, talk to your investment advisor. Make sure you're you're at least considering your options in terms of insurance. And uh, you the know, theory is coverage. that when you're young, you know, you might need that uh, replacement of your income. Yeah, for yeah. an extended period of time, such but as every, to pay right. off a, a house or if you have a kid that's going to college at right. a certain date and you want to make sure that that money's there for your family or your spouse or whoever right. to to be taken care of but after during that, that time. Yeah. Your, your savings should kick in and cover, you know, the... Yeah, and you can self-insure eventually, you know, once right. you yeah, accumulate enough assets to get to the point where right. you no longer have the need for insurance. I mean, my dad's keeping a life insurance policy on himself until my mom reaches Medicare age okay. just, to, just to make sure that she, you know, had money for insurance and all that kind of right. stuff In if he was to pass away and, right. and, and we, she would lose some of his pension. I we just see that, use that as an example. We see that frequently, too, just because um, some people may not have a need for insurance, but they want to have a little coverage just mm-hmm. for a safety blanket. So 100%. that's fine, too. There you go. Um, but that's so, those are kind of the biggest. And not just life, but make sure it's like disability. Yep, disability for work. sure. Yeah, I mean it, the likelihood that you're that you pass away during your working years is is actually lower than the likelihood that you're disabled at some point. Doesn't mean you're you know permanently disabled, but you could have a period where you you can't work for a, you know a certain number of months because you're mm-hmm. sick or what have you. Um, yeah, and so. then and then the next step would be kind of diversifying your savings, right? Not only uh, making sure that your portfolio is diversified, which you can do because in, in a 401k, pretty easy because you buy one mutual fund. It's usually assumed to be diversified, but you also want to make sure you got different asset classes within that 401k. Yeah, and sometimes you might have an option to do a Roth inside of a 401k. Right. You know, you can debate whether Roth is better, traditional is better. I mean, my personal recommendation is have a little of both. That That's way correct. you can you can have mm-hmm. some flexibility to know right. you know what well, no matter what tax rates are, you can kind of make the best choice about where to distribute those funds from. Right. And the reason being because at the end of the game when you retire or when you turn now 72 years old, right? Uh you are forced to take your money out of your 401k or your IRA. Correct. The traditional style. Yep. There mm-hmm. is no limit that forces you to take your money out of a Roth and it also you get taxed on the front, but it grows forever. It grows tax-free. Tax-free. Assuming important. the government doesn't change the law, which if, is, you know. <laughs> if. Let's just go along <laughs> with the assumption that that's not going to happen. We've got to go with what, what we know today that's for right. now. That's right. So so uh, being diversified in the in the manner at, by which you invest and save is wise as well. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. it's also important to have some money that may be invested that, is not in a retirement account. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of times when people have, you know, all of their money tied up in retirement accounts, and let's say they retire early, say they retire at 50, and they've got all of their monies in retirement accounts. Yeah. Well, then you got to pay tax on every dollar you take out, and you might be penalized on it unless you're, you know, which you probably would be. Because it, yeah, if it's all in a in a IRA, it's a all traditional in an IRA. Exactly. So you need to Can't get it make sure you've got some after-tax money as well um, set aside. Just being diversified across your different investment vehicles is is appropriate, just like you want to be diversified in your actual investments. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, it, it's been a, a very uh, hectic week in the financial markets. Um, you guys getting some weird phone calls? 
NCAA cancels March Madness tournament due to coronavirus concerns. We just that's breaking news here. Although you're listening to this on Saturday, this is now Thursday afternoon. Yeah. But um, markets closed down 10% today. Pretty much the Dow down right at 10%. Yeah. Biggest decline since 1987 in a day. Yeah. Right. Um, we I mean, we've, we've gotten some. We've certainly gotten some phone calls. Um, most people that have called uh, me uh, personally have said, you know. Thank goodness for our tenure rule philosophy and that we have that. So Let's they have step through that a little bit. So, so what is the tenure the rule? The tenure rule philosophy is any money that you need to spend within the next 10 years is in a fixed income investment. Um, so what's having a fixed income in this downturn? It well the the rates themselves have been have been dropping but if you already owned fixed income that is the price goes up is appreciating right. so you actually have made money on any fixed income that you've held probably in in this last couple yeah. of weeks and the longer maturities the more you make right absolutely There's something called duration so yep. it's the sensitivity to interest rates and and the longer your maturities the more you make and we're at a point now where interest rates and we'll probably have to to broach this a little bit in the next segment but the yield curve in the the entire yield curve is is uh, well at le- at one point this week the entire yield curve was trading below where 100%. the Fed funds rate was right which yeah. is a very strange phenomenon yeah that might change yeah uh, uh, in fact we got a, a Fed meeting coming up next week yeah makes you I mean assume that the Fed is going to cut at least to some extent the debate is how much they're going to cut that's correct um. So but but the tenure rule to to recap uh, basically any assets that you need within the next ten years should be invested in fixed income assets mm-hmm. that mature uh, in quantity and time so that you can use them when you need them right and, and, we don't, and not have to sell exactly. in the down market not forced on to a, sell on a week like this week when craziness occurs which, which is really should. the reason why you know, at least to this point, we haven't gotten a ton of calls from clients panicking about, right? do I need to sell out of everything? Well, no. You've got 10 years to let this thing recover. So as long as we think it's going to recover in 10 years, you're going to be just fine. Absolutely. So, you know, in the offing, uh, it has been ugly, but you got to make sure you're covered. Mm-hmm. All right, you're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. If you touch that dial, don't touch your mouth. When you have money, you start investing in your future. When you start investing in your future, you start worrying you'll make mistakes. Oops. When you start worrying you'll make mistakes, you can't sleep at night and watch infomercials. Pick up cat hairs from clothes. When you watch infomercials, you think you can get rich by placing tiny classified ads in newspapers. When you place tiny classified ads in newspapers, you subscribe to those papers to make sure your ad is running. When you subscribe to a bunch of newspapers, they pile up at your house, making it look like you're not home. When you look like you're not home, Girl Scouts don't come to your door. When Girl Scouts don't come to your door, you don't get to buy Girl Scout cookies. Don't miss out on Girl Scout cookies. Get rid of get-rich-quick schemes from infomercials and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. There you go, Brian. That was all for you. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, adulting, uh, growing up and investing. So don't do that part. We told you what to do before. 
Hopefully right. you were listening closely. Troy, I just have to ask, is that is that intro uh, for you since you have daughters that sell I do have daughters. Cookies? Well, it's actually as much for the Girl Scouts. I mean, they are all over the place selling Girl Scouts. I wonder how much uh, this coronavirus scare digs into the Girl Scout cookie sales. Well, I think I they, I think they finished yeah, before this really took Cold. Well, I mean, the, first, the last few weeks have been pretty pretty steady, but I, there's probably somebody still out there with some Girl Scout cookies to sell. But hopefully, hopefully, they don't have a negative impact from this. So uh, let's give you a real quick, uh, how do you get in touch with us? You can call our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. Um, listen to our uh, recording. Leave your own We'll play it on the air and answer right behind it, or you can call and talk to a human being, 770-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, or check out our website, hensler.com. So, guys, um, didn't introduce either one of you. Casey Smith, Michael Griffin, I'm Troy Harmon. Uh, You know, the, the, the market has has really uh, caused a lot of folks to be, uh, I mean, it, it's getting it, kind of nuts. It's a panic. I mean, this Without this is definitely a panic. Whether it's justified or not remains to be seen, I suppose. I mean, it's going to have an impact on earnings, no question. I would think it's very unlikely that we're not going into a recession at this right. point. Mm-hmm. Um, you Agreed. Know, if, if, I guess the number to kind of keep an eye on, when did jobless claims come out? Is that tomorrow? Uh, it was last Friday. Last it comes Friday? out every Friday. Yeah. Okay, every Friday. So... Uh, we're uh, recording on Thursday, Thursday yeah. so, so th- that is a, a major piece. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously jobs are going to be impacted, especially you know, and I really feel for those hourly workers that are working in these stadiums and these concert venues and not everywhere that's going to be uh, closed down because that, absolutely, you know. And when talking to Brian, who's 28, and I don't know what kind of job he has, but um, you know, this is why you put aside those emergency reserves for absolutely. times like this, so you can absolutely. get by for 100%. a few weeks or a couple months. Hopefully, it's not longer than that but right. um you right. know i mean we've talked about all the the sporting events and everything that have been postponed or, or canceled i mean the impact on jobs that that has for people that you know work those concession stands right. in the in the parking lots i mean it's it's huge yeah. yeah we'll have to watch it closely and the thing is you know some of that might turn around quickly if we can get some hope at the end of this uh you know this coronavirus covid19 uh scare but the the uh economy doesn't just turn on a dime and to right. that point we still are not seeing continuing claims jobless claims uh that are at a point where it scares anyone in fact they were down 11,000 last week yeah it was mm-hmm. actually really good news last week the, right. the jobless claims but i think you know some not of this hasn't that. played out yet obviously we're just getting in in this country to start to see closures of things obviously all the sporting events exactly it's going to have an impact at some point um, yeah, there's there's no doubt. I'm not I'm not going to give anybody false hope in that regard. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, rightfully so. And we talked about it a little bit off the air. The the fundamentals of the economy are still intact. 
I mean, that's true. The, the, yes, the market was expensive prior to now. <laughs> now it's not as expensive as it was. Right. Um, but, but but still, the point is, it's right at its average PE, trailing right. PE. Right. So and I mean, you're you're at a place that you know Roger Tuttero came to our state of the market event in January and said something like, "If we have a recession, it's going to be the recession we talked ourselves into." I don't think this is what he had in mind. No. No. But no. no. Who had this in mind? No. no this is one of those things coming. that you cannot forecast. Not at all. No. I mean, we've had a lot of those type of events. Think about the last ten years and and the type of events that we've had that were not forecastable. Right. You had a, a spill in in the Gulf of Mexico. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Uh, BP's, um, I forget what the name of my condo oil spill. Yeah. Um, the next year we had a, a earthquake and tsunami in Japan. Right. Wiped out a, a, a nuclear plant. Mm-hmm. Later that year we had Congress who couldn't get along. We talked about the fiscal cliff, and the next thing you know, S and P, Standard and Poor's, the rating side of Standard and Poor's, cut the um, rate on our sovereign debt from triple A the top down one to double A minor or double A plus and and uh we had a, a sell off about sixteen and a half percent. I mean you you think about these things and you just really never know where those come from. No, you don't. And that's why you need to make sure your portfolio is structured in a way that you can absorb this kind of shock, you know, because it's going right. to happen at some point. We didn't think, you know, we always say it's, it's impossible to time it, and it is. But if you have liquidity set aside to cover you, just like you want an emergency reserve, you know, you also want to make sure that you've got investments that are not subject to the volatility of the stock market that are sitting out there. So in case you have a sh- in a shock like we've seen, um, that you're not, you know, you're not forced to sell. You're not having to panic. Well, yes, I mean, honestly, for our clients that are covered for 10 years worth of liquidity, our advice to them is turn your TV off. <laughs> Go mm-hmm. outside and play with your family. You know, enjoy your time, whatever. Um, don't, don't watch the news because the coverage is crazy. It's mass hysteria. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah, just like that. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. But, uh, Never would have thought that. Yeah, I mean, just you, you can't, you can't, the worst thing you could do at this point is to sell out of the market. Yeah, well, um, especially now that we're getting back down to where we think it's it's a more reasonable price. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about valuation being one of the major uh, sticking points. And, and uh, you know, over the last few days, we've saw that valuation uh, get more reasonable. It's, yeah. uh, it's painful. Yeah. Uh, not fun, but it's easier to invest in a market where the, you know, I, and I'm not saying, hey, run out and buy a bunch of stuff. What I'm telling you is I, it's now gotten to where it's more viable. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm not as afraid of the market on fundamentals at this point, but I do believe that I would let things settle yeah. before I went and piled the rest of my fortune into the stock market right now. <laughs> I mean, now. yeah, that, there's a good chance that we're, we're going to go lower from here. I mean, just given if we're saying that the average P.E. is where we are right now, um, then that's basically not pricing in a recession, right? So if right. earnings were to just be flat and not grow like they did last year, and yeah. then regardless, we were up 30%. Right. Well, it, earnings this year, just to, to throw that out, 
are expected to grow still by around 7%. Yeah. We came into the year, it was up, you know, in the high 8% range. I really believe that we'll see an adjustment lower. Uh, these are all like analyst opinions. Sure. And uh, while much of that has already been adjusted, we still don't have full clarity on what's going to happen with COVID-19. No, and that's no. The, the thing the, the market hates more than anything else is just uncertainty. Uncertainty, absolutely. So they have no idea. We have no idea how long this is going to last, what the you know ultimate toll is going to be. Um, and, you know, we just got to kind of play the waiting game. Hopefully the market is, is pricing in kind of a worst-case scenario already. And then so when the news comes back, hopefully that it's not as bad as everybody thought and everything should recover, and hopefully it'll recover just as quickly as it fell. Because um, yeah. people forget that we had a 20% market decline in less than a, uh, right about a year ago, the, the end of 2018. Yeah, a little more than From September ago. to December of 2018, right. market fell 20%. Nobody re- hardly noticed. Yeah, well, it it recovered by like before February was over. Right. So yeah. it was a very quick of recovery. the next year. Um, but it was a slower and less, there was less reason for that. Um, this one. It was fears of interest rate increases do we right. seem like we're in a different world now <laughs> yes it is it is a that whole was not that long ago right and yeah. and you know it, it caused the market to have a fit but that's basically what it amounted to at the time right so i best thing you can do at this point is try not to watch the news too much practice good hygiene practice good hygiene stay the course, wash your hands you know just stay yeah. the course don't sell and ride this out yeah exactly well hopefully you all um did well on your uh, fixed income side too. I'm saying the market's up next week. Couldn't possibly be uh, worse. I'm going right? to say it's up with conviction. Okay. Oh. There we go. I hope so, Troy. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments, It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.